Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. We had a lot of people on our Dolphin streams this weekend. We will, I'm sure, as the week progresses before they play the Packers on Christmas. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We had a great response on prize picks this weekend. We hope that you were playing uh, we had a lot of our guys giving you picks that won. Uh, check it out, prizepicks.com, or go to Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. Just download the app for free and use the code 5, F-I-V-E. You get up to $100 in a match. Um, so basically, you put down 20, they'll give you 20. You put down 100, they'll give you 100. It's free money. There are no rollovers. You literally can withdraw the money right away uh, after you win. Okay, so go to prizepicks. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E, and... And check out, that's right, our guy Greg even tweeted out a winning card. I think that's the first time that's actually happened. And check out betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN there. That's the number 5RSN. That's our betting partner. We run tournaments all week, all week long. Um, Sean Rochester runs them every week on the NFL, running a college football tournament now as well. I'm already 0-3 on that one. Check it out. Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. You get $20 to play. This is peer-to-peer gambling. This is legal in the state of Florida and 44 other states. You don't have to worry about any of that. And again, you get $20 to play with the code five. This is number five RSN at betteredge.com. And now tonight's episode. Down to this gang. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. The Miami Heat have come home from a very successful trip. They went 4-0 against four teams that probably will not be in the playoffs. But a lot of key players played well on the trip from Tyler Hero to Bam Adebayo to Jimmy Butler when he was actually playing and also to Victor Oladipo. So there's a lot of optimism as the team comes home to face the Chicago Bulls this week and a very favorable schedule coming up, although we don't take anything for granted considering this team has lost to Detroit and San Antonio at home and did lose to a team in Memphis without its starting backcourt 
and they got thrashed there. So uh, we don't take anything for granted, but it looks much better right now. The Heat are seventh in the Eastern Conference. They are over 500. And what we're going to do today is, as we're basically, what are we, about 35% into the season at this stage, we're going to look at the teams ahead of them in the East, and I'm going to put these guys on the spot to give a percentage chance that the Heat finish above them once the season is over. And I just want to go through one thing because there are a lot of teams in the East playing well. So I'm looking at this on Sunday nights, and not all the results are in. But right now, it's interesting. Uh, You look at streaks, okay? A lot of teams in the East playing better than the West right now. Uh, The Bucs have just won one straight, but they're leading the conference. The Celtics, they've been caught by the Bucs. After all of the talk about the Celtics and how well they were playing, they're actually tied as we speak, and the Bucs are ahead in the loss column. They've lost eight games, and the Celtics have lost nine. The Celtics are the only one of the top teams in the East that's on a losing streak. They've lost two in a row. The Cavs have won three in a row, and some in very impressive fashion. The Nets have won six in a row. The Sixers have won four in a row. The Knicks, the Knicks, I'm going to repeat that. The Knicks have won seven in a row. And the Heat have won four in a row. And right below them, the Hawks have won one in a row. So that's the top eight teams in the East. All of them are on winning streaks, except the team that has been the front runner in the conference so far this season, which is the Boston Celtics. So we're going to go through this one by one, taking a look at how far the Heat are back, whether or not these teams are going to be buyers or sellers, and what the percentage chance is that the Heat finish ahead of them. So let's start, Greg. We're going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks, currently atop the conference, even though they didn't have Middleton early in the season, even though they're just getting Joe Ingles back at this stage, 21 and eight, as we speak, and currently six games ahead of the heat. Give me a percentage chance that the heat finish ahead of the bucks in the regular season. In the regular season, in the uh, regular, that's what we're doing here in the regular season. Got it. Okay. So I'm going to go with bam out of bios number 13% chance. Alex, what's the chance the Heat finish ahead of the Bucs? They got 50 games to make up six, basically. Uh, I'm going to say five. I think that's fair. I don't think the Heat are finishing ahead of Milwaukee. No. Barring one circumstance, which is a prolonged injury. How long would Giannis have to be out, Greg, for them to catch them? With three, the four, three, four weeks with Miami playing, you know, this winning brand of basketball that's stricken them over the last four. Okay, fair. You think so, Alex? I mean, that's really the only thing, Alex, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just a Giannis injury for an extended period of time. Got to be at least like a month, I think, for the Heat to, you know, maybe I'm being a little bit too unfair there. I mean, it wouldn't, but you know what I mean? Just this inconsistent Heat team, you just never know. It's tough, though, because six games is not much, especially in the loss column right now. If you look Mm -hmm. at it, like, to me, um, we've seen teams – make up six and seven games in past seasons all the time. It's just this particular heat group and it's inconsistently inconsistency. We got to see it more. I mean, the worst I could see the bucks doing over say right now, 29 games as we speak. So they've got 53 left. So what's the worst that they would do 33 and 20, maybe. So it's a, 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 again, barring a big Giannis injury, which gets them to 54 wins for Miami to get to 54 wins they would have to go 38 and 13 the rest of the way. Probably not happening. Okay. So we're going to say, I- I'm going to say, and James Johnson are walking through that door. That's correct. I'm going to go under five. I- I'm going to go under your number, uh, Alex. I'm going to pick one of your two numbers each time. So I'm going to go closer to Alex's number on this one. 
and say, yes, closer to 5%. All right, the Celtics, 22 and nine, really hot start this season. Um, Robert Williams, time lord, as they say, coming back. But what Brady and I have talked a lot about this, that this may be a bit of an issue for them because as good as he is defensively, there's going to be an adjustment. They've been playing this drive and kick, spraying the ball out to three-point shooters, playing with space, Grant Williams. Robert Williams changes them offensively. The Celtics and the Heat have kind of flipped from last year where the Celtics, you know, got off to that really bad start and then turned it on. 22 and nine currently, as we speak, six games ahead of the Heat, six in the loss column. Alex, you first percentage chance that the Heat can pass the Celtics in the regular season. I'm going to say 10 just to be petty, but it's probably more like seven. Uh, No, in reality, I just wanted to make my joke about how, you know, the Celtics weren't going to shoot 45% from three all season, but no, like it's true what you're talking about. They've been playing five out where they, you know, just constantly have space to be able to not, you know, uh, make as many errant passes and bad turnovers as the Celtics wings have been known to do. And Rob will is, is not a bad thing, right? Like him coming back is, is not a bad thing for them. It's just when you add in a guy in the paint, the reads are a little bit tougher to make for them. If you have somebody, uh, you know, an, an extra defender clogged there, in the paint, but just in general, like that's going to be better for them in the playoffs. But I like, I think the regular season coming down to earth was the most predictable thing ever. Like they have good shooters. They don't have a team of 45% shooters. Greg, what are you, so what are, what are we going with? Seven? Is that your number, Alex? I'm going to stick with 10. All right. 10%. Greg, are you over or under the 10%? Uh, I'm about the same. They're not catching Boston. Okay, well, you got to give me a number because I got to pick one of the two of you guys. That's the rules of this game. 9%. Okay, I'm going towards Greg. I don't think they're catching Boston. So I'll go under. It's kind of like Price is Right. Uh, if you guys remember that game, probably don't. All right, so Boston and Milwaukee. So we're both, we're both basically, we're all three of us are saying the best case scenario for this Heat team this year is third. Is that right? Fair? Yeah. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. so let's get into the nitty-gritty of this in a second. I do want to tell you about one more sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. Therapist preferred, use the CBD, well, force your premium CBD, use the code 5RSN, the same code we gave you for Better Edge. Here you get 25% off the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. Go to therapistpreferred.com for recovery, for sleep. This is the best stuff that you can get. A lot of our uh, listeners and viewers have ordered it and they keep ordering it. So go to five, use, go to therapistpreferred.com, use the code 5RSN. All right, let's get to the next team. Now this team is, they look sustainable right now and they give the heat problems. The Cavaliers, as we speak, they're four games ahead of Miami, 20 and 11. Donovan Mitchell is a top, I don't know, six, seven MVP candidate right now. Like, I feel like he's in that mix. He's taking over fourth quarters. He's playing at an extremely efficient level. I just posted this of the top 40 scorers in the NBA right now. uh, Tyler Hero actually has the fifth best three-point percentage of the top 40 scorers. Donovan Mitchell is second. Uh, he is playing at an extra. You know who's first? Bogdanovich. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting name to keep an eye on uh, for the Heat because obviously we don't really expect him to finish the season in Detroit. Mitchell's playing at a very high level. They've got two really good bigs. Uh, Garland is back and playing at a high level. They've, they've kind of worked him in here. Kevin Love's out, but he's coming back. And it feels like Kobe Altman has ammunition to make another trade if he needs to. Okay. With whether it's with Levert or with, or with, you know, they've given up picks, but they still have some to use. 
And is and I talked to Sam Amico about this. He's covered the cast for a long time. He was on the Step Back podcast with me and Brady. They are a year or two ahead of schedule. They, they didn't expect to be in this spot now. But now that they are, I know Kobe pretty well. I got to know him the year I was up in Cleveland when he was like fourth on the totem pole in the Cleveland front office. He's a big believer in the Riley philosophy. We talked a lot about it. He was kind of fascinated by Pat and the Heat front office, and he would ask me a lot of questions about it. He believes in going for it when you have the opportunity to go for it. So I expect Cleveland, if they're close, I think they're going to make another move to get better now. So with all of that context, Greg, percentage chance that the Heat catch them in the regular season? Oh, uh, Donovan Mitchell's number, 45% chance. Okay, 45% chance. Are you are you going over or under that, Alex? No, I'm going way under that. <laughs> My number is, I think, uh, 25. I was going back and forth between 25 and 30, but I'll go 25. Like, I think the Cavs are very good. The Heat only being four games uh, behind feels really good considering, you know, the start to the season that the Heat have had compared to the start that the Cavs have had. So, you know, maybe I'm – Maybe I should be more generous towards the Heat chances there, but the Cavs, you know, they have the best defensive rating in the league. They're 11th in offense. They're just a really good team, man. Like they have a lot of very good players up top. Their role players have been pretty good for them. And yeah, they do have the potential to make a trade. So I think that talk maybe uh, lowered my my chances even more there. Speaking of Bogdanovich, uh, he would be nice for the Cavs if they wanted to mm. make that move. He would be really nice for them. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. He'd be a perfect spacer. I mean, again, we'll see what they get from Kevin Love, but he could use him too. But yes. Yes. No, they definitely could use him. That's a whole nother pod. We're going to do that one probably on Wednesday, but yes, you're, you're correct on that. Um, Boy, this one's tough. I am going to go. So I'm one and one here so far. I I'm, I'm going to go a little closer uh, to Greg on this one. And, and, and the reason for that. So I'm going to say 37%. If Alex is going 25%, uh, and you're going 45%. And, and the reason I'm going to go a little bit closer to Greg on it is there is an experience with this Cleveland roster. I, I want to see how they handle a, a full year. I do think that they're going to go for it. Um, but also, I, I think, I don't know, if, if Mitchell gets hurt, I, Garland will fill in there. If Mobley gets hurt, they do have Jared Allen, or they play differently through him. Uh, but again, they're a young team. I, I think we see with young teams that, they go through kind of dead spots in the season. And, you know, at this stage, I, I don't know. I like Bickerstaff, but I trust Spolstra more in the second half of the year. We saw the Cavs fade last year. Some of it had was injury related. I don't think the Heat are going to catch him, which is why I'm not saying over 50%, but I'm going to go a little bit closer uh, to Greg on that one. All right, the next one here, uh, the fourth one in the standings. And I don't think that he fans like seeing this team moving up the standings because this is a little worrisome because of their top two players. The Nets are 19 and 12 now through everything, through the Kyrie circus, through Durant asking out, through a coaching change, which, by the way, I think they upgraded at coach. And I think this guy should have been the head coach from the very beginning. Um, but their role players are good. Like, the, their, their role players are bad. We talked about this before the year. Like, if they ever kind of figured out the soap opera, or got it at least calmed down that like, this was a better roster than they had last year. And I think with Royce O'Neal and some of the other players they've added. So right now, as we speak again, they've won six in a row. They're 19 and 12. Durant is playing at an MVP level again, but only three games ahead of the heat overall three games in the loss column, Alex percent chance that the heat catch the nets. I'm going to say 35. 
I think that's the right number. I think the Nets are a great regular season proposition. It's always just made a lot of basketball sense when you look at them on paper. They've always been the on-paper kings. Doesn't mean it'll translate to playoff success. But I just think, you know, um, a relatively healthy season for their guys was always going to work. And, you know, in the regular season. Again, I'm going to keep emphasizing that because they just have a lot of talent up front. I think, you know, they have so much shooting around Ben Simmons that, you know, he can kind of just play his game, doesn't have to change much and can just kind of be comfy there playing off of what KD and Kyrie do. There's just not that much pressure on him to just, uh, you know, just do the things that he's good at already. And then on top of that, like you look into some of their stuff, just a quick glance at their defensive rating, they're 14th. Like that's pretty damn good for them, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I don't I don't think we would have had them there. 14th is nothing crazy, but their defense not being very bad. And, you know, all over the place like it has in other Brooklyn Nets seasons, that's good for them. And they're ninth in offensive rating. So they're a good team. All that being said, I don't think the Heat will pass them, but I wouldn't be that surprised if they did. So oh. 35%. Greg, higher or lower? We got to have the guts, y'all. Let's just cut to the chase here. The Heat are finishing fourth in the Eastern Conference. So that means every subsequent team we are about to review, <laughs> I put a hundred percent chance that the Miami Heat. Okay, you can't do that. There's them. not a hundred percent chance that they're ahead of <laughs> okay, anybody. 99. There's not a hundred percent chance that they're ahead of Detroit, Greg. Come on. But they're seventh, and they're they're only three back in the lost column of four and five. So I'm feeling good about that. So can on this one day, I feel good about the fact that they are going to get into the four seed. Yes, so you're going with a hundred percent. You're going but with a hundred percent. That's your that's I, your final answer. <laughs> I, I'll say I'll say ninety just to just to lower it just a bit. But I am I am self aware enough to acknowledge that a week ago we were doing a podcast basically saying whose fault is this <laughs> that everything has fallen apart and now I am uh, campaigning for them to finish fourth in the East. So I, I acknowledge that inconsistency and I love it. Well, here's the thing. If you're going to go with 90%, then I'm always going to side with Alex because uh, I, I, I can't get that high. I I'm going to say, but I am going to this, I am going to say 55%. I, I, I would lean towards them passing them, and I would lean towards them passing them because a, I expect another Kyrie eruption of some kind, whether it's an injury or another circus or something uh, and, and I do think that as much as we talk about as great as Durant is, we saw it with Kyrie the other night, I mean, the game winner the other night, like he is still unguardable in a lot of these situations. And if they're going to have a non-scorer in Simmons out there, as much as they're playing him with Durant, then they need Kyrie scoring. I mean, they need that creation. And I still think something potentially could go wrong here. So I mean, I'm going to say them have had their injury issues too. So that's honestly not a bad pick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say 55%, I'm going to say 55%, which means I'll lean uh, more towards Alex, but I'm assuming now I'm going to lean towards Alex the rest of the way because Greg is going to go at some ridiculous percentage. All right. I think they're going to play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round in the four or five. Well, that, okay, that's fair, but let's get to the next one then because we're that's just actually, crystal ball stuff. All right. We actually don't want to skip ahead and we want to do this in order. So let's, let's do this. The 76ers. Okay. <laughs> do I have to put Alex on this one first? Cause I know what he's going to say. Uh, the Sixers, as we speak, 16 and 12, a game and a half ahead of the Heat. Uh, they haven't had Maxi. Harden recently came back, and even I've got to acknowledge that he's playing well. I mean, I, you know, he's he's racking up 16 assist games. You guys, everybody knows how I feel about him, but Embiid has been an MVP guy. Like Brady and I were talking on step back last week that 
he's the one MVP candidate nobody's been talking about. He's leading the damn league in scoring. Um, and he's doing it every single night at this stage. Their role guys are not bad. We obviously know that PJ is not producing for them the way that he produced uh, in Miami, but they still got, you know, they, they still have competent uh, role players in Philadelphia. The bench is a little bit, uh, a little bit deeper than it was previously. So I don't know who I go to first on this one. I guess I go, I guess I go to Greg. 76% chance that what a 76% chance that the Miami heat (laughs) eclipse the Philadelphia 76ers in the standings. I don't think that that's egregious. So you think, okay, I just want to be clear on this because we want, we want a control group. You think there's a better chance that they pass uh, the nets than pass the Sixers. Is that what you're saying? No, I was just being really flagrant with my prediction for the Nets and trying to uh, skip ahead there. Um, I think that they have as equal a chance of passing Brooklyn as they do Philadelphia. You're going so, with 70, 76%. Yeah. Interesting, interesting number you chose there. Alex, what's what's your number? Is It's going to be 100 for you, right? Because this is your whole Sixers thing. Yeah, have some guts, Leif. 85. I mean, something catastrophic would have to happen for the Heat to not pass the Sixers. And I say that in my most unbiased opinion. They're a good team. We'll see what happens later on. I actually had the Sixers in the top two in the Eastern Conference before the year because I thought Doc would get them up there in the regular season to keep his job, and then they would collapse in the second round of the playoffs. I'm still thinking there's a likelihood of that. Here's the thing about the Sixers is, I think Maxie's better than Harden at this stage. Okay. Even though Harden's played well lately and they haven't had that. I know you're laughing at me, but I do think he's better than Harden. Uh, and, and so I, the fact that Maxie's been out and they played this well, uh, or that they've stayed above water gives me the feeling that they are going to be able to kind of persevere and stay at a relatively high seed. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with 45% on this one, which means I'm leaning a little bit more towards Greg, but I'm going to go at 45%. And so, like I said, a 55% over the nets, which like, this is, see, I, the reason I'm, the reason we're doing this exercise is to see where we think they're going to end up. So if you look at where I have them, if I have them, if I have them passing, not passing the bucks, not passing the Celtics, not passing the Cavs, but having an opportunity to do so passing the nets, but not passing the Sixers. I have them fifth. Okay, that's where that's where I've got them. It sounds like Greg, you've got them fourth because you would have them passing the Nets and the Sixers, and Alex, you have them fifth, right? Okay, so that's perfect. So is it even worth? You know what? We're gonna get to the next team in a second, just for bleeps and giggles here. You know, but basically, and and I want to introduce one more sponsor, of course. But we'll get to the next team because I just I want to hear Greg's answer on this one. We do, we do want to tell you about a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Mobile CRM and Staffing Services. Our guy Nelson, reach out to him or just go to the website. Check it out. You can learn all about what they do at c-armandstaffing.com. The phone number is 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620. But just a little bit of a preview here, but they got much more of an explanation on the website, they rent the C-arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. They offer cadaver lab courses as well. So what they service are office-based procedures, pain management offices, chiropractic offices, and cadaver courses. And they can rent the C-arm equipment to an office and also send out an X-ray technologist to run the machine. So fill out the form. If this is a service that you require, 
Check him out. Check out our guy, Nelson. Big Miami Heat fan as well. 561-891-9620. Again, that's 561-891-9620. Or the website, I'm going to do it slow here. C, as in cat, dash arm and staffing. That's c-armandstaffing.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. All right, I don't know what to make of this one, guys, um, because I had them as a play-in team or maybe below, and I guess I haven't watched them enough um, and what's going on in this seven-game winning streak. Brunson has been great, okay? I mean, we, we talk about, you know, all the busts and the Knicks overpaying to get guys to come to New York. He was really the only free agent on the market. They had an inside track to him because of his father's, you know, history with the team and all that. But he's been really good. Like, you look at his assist-to-turnover ratio and clutch situations, he's been terrific. Um, Randall's been pretty good. Barrett's playing at a better level over the past couple of weeks. They have some role guys like Quentin Grimes that they didn't give up in the Mitchell trade. I hate their roster. I I just – I hate their roster. And I thought Tibbs was going to be the first coach fired this year. But the Knicks are 17 and 13, and they've won seven straight which I, again, I'm stunned. Okay. That they're still ahead of the heat at this stage, Alex percentage chance, the heat finish ahead of the Knicks. 95, um, you know, respect to what they've done. Thibodeau. I, I really didn't think he had another season of being able to coach up a team on defense and, but they're, they're in the top 10 again, like, and Jalen Brunson is just a good player. So like them being solid, it was kind of expected, but they are a playing team. You're what you were saying is, was not wrong. 
And I think they're going to be, you know, somewhere in that seven to 10 range. They're a little better than I gave them credit for, but I think some of where they are now also has to do with so many other teams in the East floundering that we thought would be a little bit better, like the, you know, the Bulls and like the Hawks, right. Who we're going to get to, I think, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're solid, right. But that's all they are. I I don't think I, I, there's no doubt about it that I think the Heat are going to pass them, even though, you know, the Knicks have been really hot. And the, the Heat have been, you know, they won four in a row, but it's I'm almost hesitant to call them hot because we know what happens after they go on these winning streaks. They end up going on the other end and not doing well. So I want to see what happens first. But um, I think once things are more consistent, they're going to pass the Knicks pretty quickly. Greg, what's changed? <laughs> the Knicks. That's hilarious. I mean, there's just no chance that they finish um anywhere in the playoff landscape eventually this will fall apart and they'll end up becoming some sort of sellers that's what i predict um i'm just not buying the knicks i wish i had the stat pulled up of how many days it's been since their last playoff series victory um because that is always a great stat anyone on twitter who's listening to this episode at me with that information um but yeah i you know my my whole vibe is that the Knicks are never going to be relevant and they won't be relevant now. So I think there's a hundred percent chance the heat finish ahead of them. And um, I thought that they were actually trying to have a lean year on purpose, but maybe I'm wrong. We looked at the Knicks and the wizards, I think earlier this year. And I always say the same thing about the wizards, like just wait for the nine game losing streak. The Wizards are on a nine-game losing streak right now. Like, and we're going to talk about that a lot Wednesday because that may make certain players like Kyle Kuzma, who's not going to resign with them, not going to extend with them, make may make those players available. So we're going to go through a list of the teams we think could be sellers uh, at this stage. I will say something about the Knicks that that worries me a little bit about their sustainability, and, and well, it worries me if you don't want them to be sustainable. They're 12 and six in the conference. Um, they've beaten a lot of the better teams in the conference at this stage, which again is surprising. Okay. So I don't think it's sustainable, but it's been more sustainable than the wizards were. Let's just put it that way. Okay. All right. Now, before we close here, I want to look at the teams below. Okay. And then we're going to, th- this is going to give us again, some context on seating. The Hawks half game behind the heat uh, 15 and 15, the Pacers 15 and 16, come back to earth a little bit. Uh, Just lost to the Heat, obviously. They've split with the Heat this season, 15 and 16. The Raptors, an organization I have a lot of respect for, but they've lost five in a row right now. They've had pieces in and out all year. Doesn't seem like they can get healthy, and it doesn't seem like they're overcoming it at this stage. The Bulls, 11 and 17, okay? Lost three in a row. They're in here this week on Tuesday. We're not going to discuss the Wizards, Magic, Pistons, and Hornets because at this stage, those are all lottery teams, okay? Hawks, Pacers, Raptors, Bulls. If I was to say one, don't say none. You cannot answer none, okay? If I was to say one team that would have a chance to finish ahead of Miami, which would be the one? i probably lean Atlanta. Um, I don't lean Chicago. They just had a, the Timberwolves hung 150 points on the Chicago Bulls tonight. Um, so I'm not going Bulls. I would say Atlanta, maybe Indiana, just because Indiana is similar to Miami and that they play every game all out. They never look to tank no matter what's happening. So, um, so one of those two, uh, but I'll lean Atlanta if I have to pick one. Alex, Atlanta, Indiana, Toronto, Chicago, which is the one? Definitely not Chicago. They're done. They're a train wreck. Um, that's over with. Indiana was, is cool. You know, they're, you know, like they said, they're pretty consistent. 
and not tanking and being a little bit more confident than you you think they're going to be pretty consistently. Um, but they're a young team. They're very small, too. Like, I don't think there's that much more upside for them this season. I feel like they're already kind of capped out on, you know, the, the their young talent. Those guys are going to grow and become a real threat in the future. But all that being said, I think it's going to be the Hawks, and that's just because the Raptors have looked so weird lately. Um, and you would think, like, they would be, like, if anything, a great defense and bad offense, but they're 17th in defensive rating, man. Like they're not even doing that part. Well, like they're, you know, just, just off of offensive and defensive rating, they're a better offense this season, which is weird. And uh, usually that would be a good thing for them, but it's quite the opposite because their defense is not on the standard that I think we all expected it to be when you have that much size and length throughout almost every position, right? Cause everybody outside of Fred Van Lee pretty much. So um, normally I would say the Raptors and, but the way that they've looked, I mean, it still might be that because the Hawks are not very good either, by the way, they're like 19th in, in defensive rating and offensive rating, right. you, you know, just speaking of a team you thought would be better on offense, right. The same way I was talking about the Raptors. So um, I'm going to just say the Hawks because they have a little bit more uh, talent at the top that I think could figure it out and help them get some wins. The Raptors Who's got the best coach in the four? Toronto, right? You said what? Yes. Who's got the best Toronto? Right. Yeah. Okay. And they have the most talent. I mean, I think the safest pick is they, if they were to figure it out, they're the most talented of those teams. Right. There's something stinks in Toronto and just uh word on the street is they may look to make moves, not with mm. Miami necessarily, but I just think that that could lead to kind of them falling backwards versus catapulting up. Yeah. I mean, I think you look at the teams, I mean, there's some good coaches in the mix. I mean, you've got Nate, you've got uh, Billy Donovan, um, you know, obviously and. Uh, and, and, you know, nurse for sure. Uh, and then Rick Tor- Carlisle in Indiana. So, I mean, there's, there's accomplished coaches in that mix. I am with you. Toronto has the most talent. Toronto is the most talent and Masai doesn't like the tank. And I, I don't know that they're in a repositioning stage either. Like, I think they thought they were going to be good this year. I, I do. I mean, you, Scotty Barnes coming off rookie of the year. You had Siakam, you've got Van Vliet. Um, their bigs have not played particularly well this season. I think Alex, you hit on it. They haven't been as good defensively as we anticipated. It just looks like they need to move pieces around, honestly. So I don't, that kind of trade could be catalyzing for them because Masai tends to make really good trades. Um, I would say it is Toronto. I do not see Atlanta finishing ahead of Miami this year. I don't as good as Murray has been. They've slipped in other areas. Um, I think the league has figured out Trey young to a certain extent, uh, honestly, at least when it matters. I take. Well, I so he's going to put up numbers, but I I think what Miami did to him last year is going to take a little bit of time to recover from in terms of the way that he plays. So I'm going to say Toronto, but I I guess to close here, and we appreciate our sponsors, Prize Picks, use code five, therapist preferred a better edge, use code five RSN, and of course, C arm staffing. Go to c armstaffing.com. I mean, I guess none of us, we went from a stage where we're like, okay, could they be a playing team? I, I don't see threats to the Heat making them a play-in team at this stage, right? Are the Knicks the biggest threat? Like, is that seriously where we are? <laughs> this, is a, this is a very Stu Gotts show of us. It is, but I'm – no, but it is, but I wanted to do the exercise because when you start to go through it, you're like, okay, in the macro, the Heat were not playing well. They went on that four-game trip, coming off a loss against the Spurs. The sky is falling. But then you can kind of see what the front office sees, which is that yeah, – You're so right. 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 Which is that, the, you know, you get on a little run here, like with a little bit of health and there's nobody that scares you. I mean, even Boston has come back to earth. And even if the three of us are kind of in agreement, they're not going to catch Boston and Milwaukee. 
They are in striking distance for the three seed. I mean, the Cavs, I think all of us have the Cavs ahead of them, but they're catchable. Um, And then, so you're really talking about, can you finish ahead of Philadelphia and Brooklyn? And, and that's, and so I, I think we're kind of in the same thing where you've got Cleveland, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Miami competing for three versus six, right? I mean, that doesn't put you in danger of the play in because we don't think the Knicks are a serious threat. We don't think Atlanta is a serious threat. We don't think Toronto at this stage is a serious threat, right? Fair. I mean, the heat are going to finish between three and six. If I was to say to you right now, take that bet right now. Okay. They're going to finish between three and six. Greg, you would say. I'd say absolutely. And all this content, and this is exactly what we said was going to happen in the summer, right? Right. It's <laughs> pretty much, I mean, there's they're somewhere between three and six in the Eastern conference. So it's just about getting players that are going to help you have the best possible closing rotation in the playoffs. That's really what it's about right now. All right. Thanks to all of our listeners. We'll be back obviously with, uh, with more episodes this week. Actually, maybe we'll do that on Monday. Maybe we'll do that episode about uh, which teams may sell at this stage and what players the heat might be able to pluck. Then we've got the Chicago game Tuesday, and then we're going to bring on more people from the network as the week progresses. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.